Welcome back to the kitchen table with Arctic Eric. We're going to continue to chat today about the topic of deliverance. This is the third part. It'll be about discernment, a very important thing for us in our walk with the Lord, not only in thinking about the deliverance ministry, but in uh, our everyday walk with Jesus through the scripture, of course. Oh, gosh, I, again, I thank you for taking time out of your busy day to join me here for Fika with Arctic Eric at the kitchen table. We're going to jump right on into this and talk a little bit about the subject of discernment. And, of course, if I'm talking here about discernment, I'm referring to spiritual discernment. And what in the world does that mean? Well, it is discernment that is given by the Spirit of God by that person of the Holy Spirit. We're not looking to other sources for discernment. We are looking to the Spirit of God and Scripture for insight, understanding, wisdom, knowledge. And of course, this happens through the indwelling person of the Holy Spirit, the one who imparts the ability to see, know, understand the mind of God. What do I mean? Well, the Spirit enables the regenerated person, that's you and me who believe in Jesus, to successfully investigate the things of God in order to distinguish the wisdom of the world from the wisdom of God. This is one element of spiritual discernment. And of course, what does that mean? Well, it means the person of the Holy Spirit is at work in a process of enlightening you and me to understand the scriptures, to discern the will of God. And of course, that is not possible apart from the person of the Holy Spirit. Let's look at some Bible verses. Let's begin with one of the key ones here. We're going to be looking at the New King James Version, 1 Corinthians chapter 2, beginning at verse 6. Paul is writing, and he declares that we speak wisdom among those who are mature. Well, who are the mature? Well, those are those who not have been a part of a group or an organization for a very, very long period of time, or not necessarily those that know the concepts and precepts and traditions of any particular group. No, it's those that are mature in handling rightly the Word of God by the Spirit of God. Those who are not relying on the wisdom of this age nor the rulers of this age, because they're coming to nothing. There is much wisdom from the age in which we live and from the rulers in the age in which we live that have crept in the thinking of many, many Christians. We understand that those who don't know Jesus, they are readily and easily swayed by the wisdom of this age and the rulers of this age. But God desires that we not be so, that we be fast in Christ and in the word by the Spirit of God. Paul continues to say that he speaks, they speak a wisdom of God. It's a mystery, a hidden wisdom that God ordained before the ages for our glory. He says that none of the rulers of this age knew, for if they'd known, they would have not crucified the Lord of glory. 
But he goes on to say, but God has revealed them to us through his spirit. Has revealed what? Has revealed his hidden wisdom. The wisdom regarding Christ, our crucified and resurrected Lord. And he's revealed this to us, how? Through his spirit. If you know Jesus Christ as your Lord, if you've capitulated, surrendered, and said yes to Jesus, it's because the Holy Spirit has revealed to you that he is the Christ, the Son of the living God, and you have embraced him alone for your eternal salvation. He goes on to say, the Spirit searches all things, yes, the deep things of God. Listen, God's thoughts are not Our thoughts, God's knowledge, is not our knowledge, and we need the Spirit of God to seek out these deep things of God. And what are the deeper things? They're those things that Christ himself is, has done, and will do, and desires to do in and through you today. He goes on to say, For what man knows the things of a man except the spirit of the man which is in him? Listen, we don't really know ourselves, but the Holy Spirit comes to reveal the true thoughts and intents of our hearts. Why? So that we can both repent and rejoice. Repent for those thoughts and intents in our heart that are not in line with God's good, perfect, and acceptable will, and rejoice for the things that he has accomplished in our lives. As I said in in an earlier uh, Uh, chat here at the kitchen table. This deliverance is both progressive, we can call it sanctification, which can involve power encounters, and our deliverance and the ministry of deliverance can also be power encountered. So there are several different ways we're going to look at it. But he goes on to say that we have not received the spirit of the world. That means there is a spirit in the world, and God wants us to be able to discern between the spirit of God and the spirit of the world. Why? So that we might know and experience the things that have been freely given us to God. And one of those freedoms is the freedom in Christ Jesus to know him more deeply, more intimately, more personally on a daily basis through the empowerment of the person of the Holy Spirit on the inside of you and me. Paul goes on to say, these things we also speak not in words which man's wisdom teaches, but which the Holy Spirit teaches. Listen, we need the teacher on the inside of us, the Holy Spirit, we need him to teach us. We need him to make Scripture alive to us. We need him, when we capitulate to what he shows us in Scripture, to allow him to do that continued transforming work in our lives. He goes on to say, look, the natural man does not receive the things of the Spirit of God. They are foolish for him, nor can this unregenerated natural person know them. Why? Because the things of God are spiritually discerned. The things that God wants to do, these kingdom encounters, these power encounters, as well as the progressive transition, are spiritually discerned. And that is so important for us to understand so that we're not relying on psychology or psychiatry. 
even though those are tools, but those tools are not spirit-revealed. And in much exorcism, psychology is one of the tools that is used. You can listen to part two for more about uh, some of the different thoughts about that word exorcism. But nonetheless, we want to be among those who are mature, knowing how to rightly handle the word of God for the benefit, for the freedom of others. This discerning is also one of the gifts, another expression of the discernment, is the discerning of spirits. And this comes for those who are born again, in whom the Holy Spirit dwells. These are, one. this is one of the gifts of the Spirit, as Paul talks about in 1 Corinthians 12, chapters 4 to 11. Discerning spirits, seeing and understanding what spirit is in operation. There are many different spirits. Some of them are named in Scripture. We know, and I mentioned it here, that one of the things the Spirit of God wants to do is, is to discern the thoughts and the intents of our own heart that we might discern both good and evil. We need help with this, and especially in the ministry of deliverance. We need God's enablement, God's power, and God's spirit to be able to see clearly and to be able to speak clearly and to be used by him that his kingdom, which is filled with freedom and righteousness, crash into those areas in someone's life where darkness is prevailing. Okay, that's just a, a touch on the thoughts about discernment. Uh, so good to be here with you at the kitchen table for part three of the Deliverance series. I just want to pray for you right now that prayer that I, I like to pray the most. And that is that God's good, perfect, and acceptable will be done for you, in you, and through you for others today. Amen. God bless you. Good day.